Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for December 3rd. The topic is St. Francis Xavier. St. Francis was born in the castle of Xavier, Spain, on the 7th of August, 1506. He studied in Paris, where he met St. Ignatius of Loyola. He was one of the first members of the Society of Jesus. After being ordained a priest in Rome in 1537, he was primarily occupied with carrying out works of charity. In 1541, he left for the Orient and for 10 years worked tirelessly to evangelize India and Japan, where many were converted to the faith. He died in China in 1552. Part 1. The Apostolic Zeal of St. Francis Xavier What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? These words of Jesus sank deeply into the heart of St. Francis Xavier and led him to a radical change of life. What can all the treasures of life be worth if we let what is most essential in it pass us by? What good can success and applause, triumphs and rewards be if at the end of it all we do not find a welcome by Jesus who will be awaiting us? Our whole life would then have been a waste. Our most precious time would amount to nothing, and the sum total of all our efforts would add up to the most devastating kind of failure. Francis Xavier appreciated the value of his own immortal soul and that of others ever since Christ became the true center of his life. Since then, zeal for souls became a dominant passion for him. In his own heart, he experienced a pressing concern for souls. Furthermore, he was ready to give his very life to Christ in order to win their salvation. The apostolic zeal that burned in the heart of St. Francis caused him to write the following words while carrying out the evangelization of the Far East. Deprived of priests, the natives barely realize that they are Christians. There is no one to celebrate Mass for them, and no one to teach them the Creed or the Our Father. Therefore, since arriving here, I have not had a moment's rest. I spend my time going from village to village, baptizing the children who have not yet received the sacrament. So far, I've purified an enormous number of children who, as they say, did not even know their right hand from their left. These little ones won't allow me to pray the breviary until I've taught them some prayer. Francis Xavier pondered, as we do today, the vast panorama of people who have no one to speak to them about God. The words of the Lord continue to be relevant today. The harvest indeed is great, and the laborers are few. This saint was moved by a tremendous zeal for the salvation of souls when he wrote, Many around here are not Christians simply because no one is available to teach them how to practice their faith. I have often had the desire to visit the universities of Europe 
especially the one in Paris, and shout like a madman, so as to provoke those who have more knowledge than charity. How many souls may be excluded from heaven on account of their negligence? If men and women were to apply the same fervor they apply to their studies, to the salvation of souls, all of us would be able to account for the talents God entrusts to us. Many would be moved, through meditation on supernatural reality, to leave off their strictly human ambitions and listen to the voice of God within. He is calling them to complete dedication to the will of God. Many are in conditions that would enable them to say, Lord, here I am. What would you have me do? Send me wherever you want, even to India. Our own hearts may be inflamed with the same ardent concern for souls. Ordinarily, the Lord wants us to practice this virtue right in the midst of our everyday circumstances, in our family, at work, and with our friends and acquaintances. In the words of St. Jose Maria, a missionary? You dream of being a missionary? You vibrate like a Xavier, longing to conquer an empire for Christ, Japan, China, India, Russia, the peoples of North Europe or of America or Africa or Australia. Foster that fire in your heart, that hunger for souls. But don't forget that you're more of a missionary when you are simply obeying. Geographically far away from those apostolic fields, you work both here and there. Don't you feel your arm tired, like Xavier's, after administering baptism to so many? We can still encounter many people in our daily circumstances, at the university, in business, and within any social milieu, who are still living far removed from the warmth and glory of the faith. Part 2. Winning New Apostles for Christ And he said to them, Go into the whole world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every Christian needs to feel urged by our Lord to fulfill Christ's command with courage and daring in the ordinary circumstances of his or her life. As St. John Paul II reminds us, we Christians are called to be apostolically daring with our confidence firmly placed in the Holy Spirit. As we look around us, we realize that there are many people who still do not yet know Christ. Many who are baptized live as though Christ had not redeemed them, as if he were not truly present in our midst every day. Many go about their lives like those who drew down the compassion of Jesus, crowds who were bewildered and dejected, like sheep without a shepherd. They go on and on, without any specific aim in life, disoriented and wasting their precious time, since they seem to have no sense of direction. Like the Lord, we too are filled with compassion for those people." Though at times they seem, humanly speaking, happy and successful, they fail in the worst way possible, because they do not behave as, nor are they even aware of being, children of God on a journey to the eternal home of their Father. 
We cannot let the eternal salvation of anyone be at risk due to our lack of apostolic spirit. We are called to share our faith and zeal for souls with others. These souls, in their turn, can become messengers of the good news that Christ has left us. In the thousand and one different details of our everyday life, we need to echo St. John Paul II's words when he spoke in Xavier, the birthplace of the saint whose feast we celebrate today. Christ needs you and calls you to help a great many of your brothers and sisters to be saved and fulfill their humanity. Live your life according to upright and noble ideals. Do not give in to the temptation of hedonism, to the hate and violence that degrade humanity. Open your heart to Christ, to His law and His love, without putting conditions on your availability and fearing to make a lasting commitment, because love and friendship have no limits since they are everlasting. If we are ever unable to convince our relatives and friends to take part in this divine adventure, the most joyful undertaking of all, let us consider how Ignatius won over the young student Xavier for the works of the Lord. Reasons? What reasons could the poor Ignatius have given to the wise Xavier? Surely they must have been few and shabby for bringing about so profound a change in the soul of his friend. Prayer brought about the conversion. We are all called to be daring, to confide always in our Lord's grace, in the help of the Blessed Virgin and of the holy guardian angels in spreading the faith. Let us ask the Lord to kindle in us that fire of charity with which St. Francis Xavier burned for the salvation of souls. Let us also not fail to have recourse to the Blessed Virgin so that we may draw many others with us to Christ, and so that these in their turn might become apostles of the Lord. Part 3. Apostolic Efficacy in Our Life Like many saints, St. Francis Xavier used to ask those he wrote to for the help of their prayers, since effective apostolate is always founded on personal prayer and sacrifice and on the petition of others. We need to always keep in mind, especially if our situation impedes our carrying out a direct apostolate, that our prayer, our work well done, and our sufferings are always efficacious in this regard. Like St. Francis, St. Therese of Lisieux lived an intense apostolic life as an intercessor for the missions, despite the fact that she never left the convent. Her concern for the salvation of souls, including those farthest off from the faith, was always vigorous. She experienced the words of Christ from the cross, I thirst in her heart. She burned inwardly with prayer. Through her effective desire to win grace for souls in the most far-flung regions of the globe, she writes, I so desire, my love, to travel the length and breadth of the earth, preaching your name and planting the hope of your glorious cross in pagan territory. Furthermore, one mission alone would not be enough for me. 
I would want to spread your gospel throughout the world all at once, including the most distant islands. I would want to be a missionary, not just for a few years, but from the time of the world's creation until the consummation of the world itself. At the end of her life, when taking a short walk while she was gravely ill, a sister nun saw her fatigue and recommended that she rest. Therese responded to her concern, Do you know what gives me strength? I am walking for the benefit of a missionary. I believe there is one working far away, on the verge of collapse, on account of his apostolic undertakings. To lessen his fatigue, I offer my own to God. The little flower's intentions, together with her prayer and sacrifice, effectively stretched to the utmost ends of the earth. Our zeal for souls should be vitally active at every moment. Not even sickness, old age, or isolation can be an excuse for us. Through the communion of saints, we are able to strengthen other souls around the world. This efficacy depends on the extent of our love for God. In a word, our entire life, up to our last breath on earth, can be a means of helping to prompt souls towards everlasting life. This was precisely the case in the life of St. Francis. He died somewhere off the coast of China, while offering every moment of his suffering in petition to our Lord to bring the good news of Christ to those far-off lands. No prayer, no sacrifice of ours offered with love is ever lost. By the mercy of God, Every act of ours can be supernaturally fruitful in a mysterious but real way. One day in heaven, we will see the results of our efforts, and they will fill us with overflowing happiness. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.